it. What? What? This? Funny how I saw this place could be bugged. Oh, no. Uh, I don't like it. Violation of the workspace. Yeah, I guess. Welcome to Breaking Good, the official, unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And you know what time it is, right? It's, you know, podcasting's a dangerous profession. We're going to be mixing some Aaron Bonium and some <laughs> Jim's Jonesium, and we got to get our clothes Whoa. off so it doesn't stink it up. we got to strip down to our Fruit of the Loom. Ooh, Fruit of the Loom. Some Bonium, huh? Yeah. Aaron Bonium. Ooh. I went to say Hubbard Bonium, but I forgot I don't really use my fake last name on this yeah, that's true. podcast about the fake show. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you also know what time it is. It's 11.30. We are recording this late tonight. Yes. I have a, I had a, uh, a horrible scheduling problem. Yeah. And uh, so, but we're, we're doing it. We're but we're doing it anyway. This. Absolutely. Uh, this week we have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Um... We're gonna do. It is gonna get volatile. It, it might. It might. The Jimsonium and Aeronium is <laughs> gonna explode. Absolutely, that reaction is not one you want to see. Sodium and water, baby. Uh, so let's get right into it. We. I just want to do a quick iTunes update. Uh, we hit number two in the iTunes new and noteworthy section for TV and film, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much for leaving reviews. Uh, I'm gonna set a goal. Another goal. For next week, 55 reviews. We're at, I think, 39 last time I checked. So wow. that's just... Wait, did you just say 55? 55. I didn't agree to that. I know. We agreed on 50, but the, the listeners... He's gone real, mad. They're going to help us out here. He's gone mad. No, no, no. If I you think, follow this edict, do it. if you follow this edict, he's going to just get more and more outrageous. What did you say about my edict? <laughs> <laughs> don't follow Jim's edict. It leads to nowhere good. Yeah, and it goes to the bonium, and you don't want to be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's going to be a punchy cast tonight. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, 55 reviews. If you guys could help us out, that'd be awesome. Uh, do you have any news this week? Cause I have one news story. Um, yeah, I just want to say that I post news updates every day around noon EST, Eastern standard time, Eastern daylight time now, I guess. Uh, last week, uh, you know, just to give a hint of what I cover. I don't post everything. I try to post mm-hmm. like the recaps I've, I found personally interesting and some interesting stuff. Like last week there was how to make your own blue meth. Yeah. Not cool. like the actual meth, but the like candy, candy, yeah. Uh, making paper, Breaking Bad dress up dolls, which were awesome. Mm-hmm. I've got a Walt on my desk now <laughs> with cool. his tidy whities on, and nice. a Bill Nye version of Breaking Bad. So cool! So I like that. If that sounds interesting, maybe follow, maybe maybe show up at the uh, Breaking Good dot dot com every day and check out Aaron's news. Breaking Bad. Yeah, or news. you can follow us on Twitter because I post links to that every day. So. Yeah, Jim's like all the time. Just um, I'm a Twitter fiend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do have a couple of, uh, to talk about. I've got some things I want to lock horns with you on. And I also okay. have some like discrepancies from last week's show. But if you have like some news news. I have one piece of news. Um, this is very recent, but apparently the uh, LA Times website had an article about the tense talks between AMC and Sony over Breaking Bad. Now they're what? they're trying to work on a deal for the fifth season of Breaking Bad. Oh, it'll because happen. Sony produces it and AMC basically buys, buys a show right. from them. Yeah, um, AMC wanted the fifth season to be between six and eight episodes. 
And Sony said, no, they want 13. They want the full deal. Whoa, AMC's trying to screw us out of Breaking Bad? Here's Well, here's my take on it. I think AMC understands where they're going with the story, and they know that fifth season won't support 13 episodes. Oh. And they're trying to make a cohesive story out of it. Hmm. Now, it's it's weird to me that AMC is the one fighting for that, because, like we said, doesn't Sony produce this thing? Does AMC have creative That's control over thing. it? Like, I don't understand how this whole thing works. This reminds me of, like, in The Wire, um, during the fifth season, there was only ten episodes, and people were like, oh, HBO is trying to cheap them. And <laughs> uh-huh. the, the creator, um, of whose name's escaped me, I've just gone a blank on, on The Wire... Um, but he said, no, in fact, I asked for ten and a half episodes because that's all the story I had for season five. And they gave me ten episodes and the last one was 90 minutes long instead of 60. That's so they true. gave me exact. So it's like not this is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's you're right. It's weird that the studio yeah. that's behind the creative force is trying to sabotage their own show, basically. Yeah. Inflate it. It's like pat it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If you thought uh, if you if you hated Marie filler, <laughs> I know what it'll be. It'll be three. It'll be five more episodes of Marie and Skyler working at the car wash. It's Walt Junior struggling with chronic masturbation. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, Just can't get his hands off the bonium. <laughs> no, no. And once you had that taste, oh, this is a filthy, dirty cast. We need to reel it back in. All right, reel it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um. So we're getting they, a fifth season for sure. It's just we're, they're now we are, the yeah. devil's in the details. Right. And they're shopping it around to three other networks. And what? The, yeah, yeah, Sony no. is. And the interesting thing about that is most of the time show uh, networks will not pay for one season of a show. So if this goes to another network and doesn't go to, to AMC, we may see seasons five and six possibly of Breaking Bad, which I think is crazy That's... because the story has just ramped up so far well, now what does gilligan think about that did they have any i don't know him? no this, they didn't this no. is all inside hollywood who knows what how what yeah. other also we're talking about cable network right like sure. yeah. to, oh absolutely it'd have yeah. to go to like it's not Fox going to nbc or hbo or, or showtime it can't yeah. yeah okay well this is all i i feel like this is sony pulling a skyler like <laughs> playing hardball right in the negotiations they're all oh, we're shopping it around to everyone we might take it away from you guys no they're gonna go with amc because everybody knows that's where it is i guess i guess um anything more on that no that's it uh one thing i want to revisit is there's a discrepancy that we talked about on the cast for those that don't follow what we're doing throughout the week shame on you but uh <laughs> There's a discrepancy okay. between the voice and the line telling Walter to go home last week. Um, you know, you thought it was Gus, right? Yeah, I, I thought, it was, I thought Gus. it was Mike. You thought it was Mike. And the next day, the AMC official AMC recap said it was mm-hmm. Mike's voice. And it's like, okay, done deal. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two days after that, uh, Vince Gilligan got in contact with Alan Seppenwall over at HitFix and said, no, actually, it was Tyrus. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. The new guy that was involved in the double weighing of the meth. Mm-hmm. And this week we saw spying um, that's confirmed again by the AMC recap. But what the hell yeah. do they know? Well, no, <laughs> I, I actually went and compared screenshots because okay. I had both episodes. And it is, for a fact, Tyrus. So he has the, the same scar on his forehead okay. and everything. So he's the guy spying on Jesse. Yeah, or uh, on Walt. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get, I guess we're, oh, there's, oh, there's another discrepancy. But again, you know, the AMC, I, I, I always thought that the AMC recap was gospel, but I guess not. And mm-hmm. I still... Um, like, I don't want to be a show atheist because the word of God has said it's thus. I still, I swear <laughs> no, to God, no. it's Mike. 
It's Mike. V- Vince Gilligan. What does he have to do? Come to your house and draw you a what? picture on a whiteboard? The, the, so so he actually <laughs> would put his life on the line if someone said, who actually did the voiceover there? Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe um, he was in the room. I don't know if you notice this, listeners, but I hate being wrong. So <laughs> it's going to be Mike until I get like a sworn statement and voice analysis done by a qualified Then FBI. I'm sticking with Gus. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're clearly wrong on that. Uh-huh. Um, so let's talk about this, because something I'm shocked, and it's not something that's part of the recap and analysis itself, and it's kind of meaty. Mm-hmm. This week, we saw like an unprecedented rise in the level of Skyler, and to lesser extent, but not by much, Marie Hate. Sure. There's yeah. actually an official Facebook group called I Hate Skyler <laughs> White. <laughs> I need to go like that right okay. now. This is shades of like the alt Wesley Crusher dot die, die, yeah, die yeah. from the old Usenet days. Um, let's talk about this because okay. I, I think that in previous seasons, the hatred was kind of justified. Um, but then again, towards the end, when li- Walt's lies became more and more outrageous, and she had, like mm-hmm. tr- tried to believe him, become, I started kind of being more sympathetic to her. And now I'm actually kind of like really totally into her being, you know, going through the same arc that Walt went through in season one. Mm-hmm. What the hell is your problem, man? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, why I'm do you got to hate the side of the fence? Why do you got to hate, hate the dose equis? Why do you got to hate the double <laughs> X chromosome, man? Uh, my okay, I I've got to say up front that I do like. Her storyline, I don't like her as a character. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she is okay. annoying, for one. She's constantly nagging Walt. And and that's the, the crux of my problem with her, is that I like Walt. Right. I have liked Walt from the very beginning of this series. And she is constantly nagging and antagonizing Walt, okay. a character who I like. Now, when she goes and she antagonizes eyebrows, mm-hmm. bring it on. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. She she doesn't in her like bitchy way still, but right. it's it's a Walt it's a white family enemy, you mm-hmm. know. So fine, but when she does it to Walt, I I really have a problem with it. She's like all up on him, talking about the details of everything, getting crazy with the details. We'll talk about that later. But she just it, you can't mess with my guy, man. You can't mess with him. Tidy whities cannot be screwed with. See, I guess my thing is that I see how this is giving us shades of. who Walt is on a deeper level because, you know, say what you will about relationships, I think you teach other people how to treat you in relationships and at work and all this and her the way she interacts with Walt is the way that he's basically put up with and allowed to happen and maybe even preferred up to his point in his life and now he's trying to kind of like break away and rebel against that but I think it's important to his character development that he eventually finds a way to cope with this because if he can't stand <laughs> uh-huh. up to Skyler, how yeah. the hell is he going to stand up against Gus and Mike and everybody else in this criminal underworld that's about to explode on all over him? I mean, Well, he has different ways of dealing with them, right? He's not going to, for instance, kill his wife. Well, but I'm saying that when the chips are down, like, he has a very great, like, fight-or-flight response. Like, when, yeah, he, yeah. you know, but, like, dealing with Gus is going to involve more than that. And... Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to involve really planning and thinking and letting go some of his pride. I mean, you know, we're going to get a little bit of that in <laughs> oh, a yeah. recap. And mm-hmm. like I said, I just feel like that the day he finally figures out how to master the relationship with his wife yeah, uh, is going to be and integrate that, you know, because he's still, uh, still not being truthful with her at all. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's he, she thinks he's come clean, but really yeah. the scope of the lie has been like, okay, she was standing on the plains or the plateau of Tibet <laughs> with okay. him being a drug dealer, and now he's already climbing Everest. Yeah. <laughs> and she still thinks he's down there at the plateau with her where he's just, you know, making sure, meth sure. and nobody's getting hurt and he hasn't ran over and killed people. So um, the other thing that I think that people are missing is, like, I see a lot of similarities between her and, like, Betty Draper. Uh, and that uh, yeah. Betty Draper was designed to be an unlikable character so that mm-hmm. you look the other way when Don himself is kind of a monstrous character. Yeah. And yeah. you root for him to do things. And, and uh, you know, she seems petty and childish. And, and, and honestly, they kind of went off the rails in season three and four because Betty has turned into a monster. Yeah. She's in fact, a my, horrible person. My favorite break, uh, Mad Men podcast, pretty much, they just call her Betty Monster now. <laughs> nice. um, she uses her children. She yeah. Anyway. Her anyway. Yeah, bring I back. think that that is a designed annoying character and so is Skylar especially in seasons one two and three and now they're trying to bring her arc this way and a lot of the fans ain't having none of it I'm not having any of it yet now I see potential like I said with eyebrows I see the potential there Um, I see see the same kind of nitpicking though because like you know the knock against Betty was always oh she's a horrible actress and now people are just picking on the fact that Skylar's fat (laughs) <laughs> right? Who cares? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, she gained a little weight th- through the hiatus. No big deal. Maybe. I mean, I don't even know if that's true. It is true. Really? I, I think it's demonstrably true. But yeah. is it is it because they're trying to make her look like she just gave you know got over? I, I don't know. That's not germane. Well, there's a third use of okay. Yeah, it's not Tito or Jack or Michael to the plot. So, <laughs> um, but the other thing is she's not a sympathetic character because, again, like Betty, we don't really get to see the inside scoop of what she wanted in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Walt, honestly, we saw the Nobel Peace Prize and we see that, you know, he, something blew up with his partnership with this lab and he feels mm-hmm. like he should have got this money. Now he's a chemistry teacher. Yeah. Her character probably had a similar arc. I mean... <laughs> Where she wanted something better than... Well, I mean, what they, I, I thought... That when that that was him and Skyler talking that one episode where they kind of go back in his past and he's talking about what the human what humans are made of. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she knew him when he was this rising figure, and now they're at this level, then she's stuck with him and she's had to deal with some disappointments too. And hmm. we don't see that. So sure, sure. She comes well, across and as one that's, dimensional, and that's the problem. That's the reason I don't like her is because we don't see that. Right. And, and we do see Walt. Right. But anyway, I just think that. Walt, he puts on this Heisenberg persona with people mm-hmm. that don't know him as the broken and, and henpecked and beat down Walter. And until he's able to be Heisenberg around those people yeah. that yeah. have known him, his boss. Like, he, he's still oh, telling totally he, he didn't confront uh, eyebrows. No, he never talked to him after that. Yeah. So it's like until he can go back and, and, and be that way around people that knew him as the mousy little kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's going to have to sign the papers, right? Something. I don't know. So he's going to have to confront eyebrows. So, so I see this with Skyler, you know, as as being a really big potential turning point for his character or another plateau for sure. him to reach. So yeah. that's why I guess I'm more on board with it. Yeah, and like I said, I like the trajectory it's taking. I just don't like Skyler because she's picking on Walt. <laughs> right, right. Anyway. So. So why don't we go ahead and get into the recap, unless you have something else. Initiate the recap sequence. All right. So we're going to try and blast through this this week because we don't have a whole lot of time, and that just took up a lot of it. Uh, (laughs) First scene, Walt's in the super lab, and he's drinking Gail's coffee. 
Uh, this, Dead Man's Brew. This was very creepy to me. Right? <laughs> like, he goes in there and he looks at the thing and he, he pours the brew and uh, this is a fresh pot. He, no, he, absolutely not. This is Gale's coffee that he brewed when he was still alive. This is taking place mere days later. Dude, a coffee pot gets skunked like if you leave it yeah, on but overnight. This, but this is oxygen free. <laughs> Gail, yo, you don't understand the Gail setup, man. No, I, oh, think, yeah. I think you are the one that doesn't understand the biomechanics no. of coffee. Hey, I drink some old coffee sometimes. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I will agree to disagree with you. But the way he poured it and kind of sat like he was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Gail is a heck of a guy. And then he had like his face change. And I thought it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's realizing what he did. But no, he's pissed about the cameras. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so, because then he, he walks away, and he hears something following him oh, while so he's okay. walking. And yeah. he's like, what's that? And he walks over to the other side, and it follows him again. Oh. He, then he discovers it. So, so I think it was... He was in mid, yeah. mid-reminiscence of Gale being a half-guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had I ordered him killed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so next scene, uh, Skylar's showing up at Walt's house, and they talk about the danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like this conversation a lot. Because Walt does kind of turn the tables on her a little bit. He gets that growly kind of shades of, would you just crawl out of my ass for just one moment, (laughs) you know? Yeah. From season one. Absolutely. Um, I also like the Phantom the Opera routine he did at the door where he answers and he's like... (laughs) And he's trying to cover the eyes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, Is that going to work in uh, any world? No, no. And also, like he said, you know, I did take a poke back at Mike because he's a much older man. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because he's like five years older than him. Um, but here again, he still can't come clean with her. No. She's like, promise me if things up. get dangerous. Okay. Um, I guess technically things getting dangerous two or three weeks ago doesn't come under sure. that promise. But why did, okay, why is he doing this? Do you think he she would lose her shit at this point? That's part of it. Yeah, I guess definitely. Over over a shiner, he well, she, she wanted she to run Im- to the cops. Exactly. She immediately says, "Let's go to the cops." Now, right. if, if people, if there were drug lords trying to murder him, she would flip the. She F would out. probably like, go to the cops herself. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I just don't know. I'd see this as going to be another roller coaster ride. Uh, I did you notice that Walt apparently has like a massive bowl of coconuts on his table, on his <laughs> dining room table? Like, what the hell no, is going well, on? He's got like six. Co- who keeps coconuts, dude? That's in a bowl on their table. That was the show house. I don't think he has bought one thing of his own other than the eyeball from the right. teddy bear. Yeah. Who sets up a show house with six coconuts in a bowl? The real the real estate agents. <laughs> they're they're a weird wow. lot, as we'll find out. Apparently so. Uh, so then Maria is scoping out, um, a house and she's basically lying about everything. Uh huh. She's lying about her name. She's lying about what she does, uh, how many kids she has, everything. I like the fact that the house had a non-attached casino. That would be really cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they about? talked about it tons of times and they can make it into, I mean, I don't know if it was on Indian reservation land or what. But oh, this is the guy in the bolo yeah, tie with the purple shirt. Yeah, what? it's 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 Colonel Sanders, and he's <laughs> he's gotten to real estate. Times are tough in uh-huh. the original herbs and spices department. Well, apparently the chicken has done him and wonders. He's, and he's selling homes with non-attached casinos. I, that's not what <laughs> okay. he said, but I have no idea what the hell. Yeah, I don't that, know that structure is. I don't know, a pool house or a cabana. I don't know. Yeah, it, it reminded me of, like, a, a lodge you'd rent in, like, the Tennessee mountains, like, Smoky Mountains. Right. Anyway, 
So, and I thought the extent of her villainy here was lying and and siphoning off wine from unexpected. Unspec- yeah, I didn't know what was going agents. on yet. Right, it, t- it took me till the second one. To and really and get in it. retrospect, I should have seen it coming after this next scene that you were going to describe right now. Uh, Marie buys Fritos instead of Cheetos. Um, you're burying the lead <laughs> here, which is Hank watching. <laughs> yeah. Porn. Uh, Medical related porn, which I thought was what? interesting. Medical they were like porn. nurses and nurses, stuff. Nurses, yeah. yeah, interesting. Um, Maybe he's developed a fetish when in his time in the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that there's a couple things that's interesting here. Um, all the this kind of came in my theme about these lies within lies because you know he's like embarrassed and trying to hide the fact that she's writing porn. She's coming and say, "I spent all these time looking for your." You know, Fritos or I mean Cheetos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got him Shinerbach, which yeah. When I was watching the second time, I realized that was that a slide reference to Walt getting popped in the eye. Yeah, I, that's what I thought when I heard it. Really, I, I don't know. Okay, I mean um, it's obviously a real beer. We know that, right? Um, the other thing that uh, I thought was a little wrong, wrong, false was the fact that this is a guy in the fantasy football and he's turning his nose up at a draft magazine that comes out two months from the draft. Mm-hmm. That's insane. He must really <laughs> suck at his league if he takes his research that lightly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Moving on. Uh, but the, this oh, was the foreshadowing. The ladder boy the pig, pig, pig riding, riding. Yeah, statue. What? That I was like, I was like, why are they making that so prominent? Yeah. And then with the spoon disappeared, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. that was one of her trophies. Uh, so we come back from commercial, and Jesse is trying to convince Walt to go race go karts, as you heard at the beginning of again bearing show. the lead of your prediction going down in flames right there. Uh, yeah, you do get a healthy view. Oh, <laughs> super healthy. <laughs> Supple. Solid, supple. He, I mean, he has some buttocks on There's the man. Definition, yeah, it's impressive for his age. I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, I, I wish my my uh, <laughs> tidy whitey clad ass looked that good, right? <laughs> uh, so at this point, I'm wondering, like, what is Walt's problem with the camera? Because as Jesse points out, they thought it was bugged before anyway. They had people standing up in the rafters watching their every move. I it's I don't just... get why. Is this like a pride issue? Like he's yes. being monitor oh you can't monitor me at all times what's funny is like this is the man who just was mur- plotting to murder gus and right bought a gun and brought it into the workplace <laughs> yeah and now he's talking about surveillance is oh, a I can't, I can't believe it yeah it's like oh they're gonna weigh our, our drugs and gonna put us on camera <laughs> um right? it's it's crazy now what did you think about their interaction there where uh because I think Jesse would actually be open to sharing, but he has been burnt mm-hmm. by Walt enough that it's not going to be a one-way street. It, well, I think he tried to here. Um, he asked him to go to the go-karts, and Walt uh-huh. asked him Walt asked him how he was doing. Right. Is there anything I should know? Is there anything I, you want to talk about? Is Jesse looks about? up, sees the shiner, sees the shiner bock on his face. Right. And realizes, hey, something's going on that he hasn't told me about. Mm-hmm. So forget you. I'm not going to tell you. Is there anything you want to talk about? Right. And Walt, he's, why? he's trying to do that. Why won't Walt tell him? I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is the man he trusted to kill Gale for God's sake. I right. Just, and he was calling him practically his son. He was saying, "You kill him. You're going to have to kill me, and I won't cook." I really don't understand this aspect about Walt's personality, the intense need for secrecy and kind of like do everything himself. I mean, I guess yeah. it feeds into the whole not taking handouts and all that kind of stuff and being protective, but it really – he's got to get over that shit, man. <laughs> and, and he has before. I mean, he opened up to uh, – what's his name? Margolis. Uh, Tom 
Delancey or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, but that yeah, was he a, opened up to him in a bar. That dude and it was a, just a stranger. But it would also was in a very oblique way that was mm-hmm. you know, and he was talking about he Jesse's still, being family, and it was a yeah. complete stranger. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think that necessarily counts. You know, I guess because he's, but it he's telling he can, a fib you know? and a white lie to a stranger. You know. But he's he's being honest it, about yes, the scenario it he's was. in, you know? Yeah, sure. Honest about the emotion behind it. Anyway. Sure. What do you think about Jesse's remark about you get used to getting your ass kicked? <laughs> I thought that was just the actor having fun. The writer's, like, saying, hey, we've been kicking the shit out of Jesse for four seasons now. Let's give him a line about it to joke about it. Oh, see, I thought that was a, this basically Jesse kind of, like, provoking Walt. The, like... Yeah, you got a black guy, and now you're being kind of, like, secretive Uh, and shy about it. And, like, you know, I've taken three ass (laughs) severe beatings, one landing in hospitalization for you, and you knew everything about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just think, again, he was kind of tweaking him about the disparity in their relationship. Gotcha. I think it works both ways there. Um, So then we see Walt and Skyler uh, talking to to Saul about eyebrows, car wash. Uh, and I, I want to say, which do you think was funnier? Because I think the funniest line in the scene is right here, where Saul says that he wrestled you into submission with his eyebrows. Oh, without a doubt. Do you think that's funnier, or do you think it's funnier when Jesse says, yeah, bitch, no, I th- later on when he hits the, the hole-in-one? They're both strong, but for <laughs> the show to repeatedly... I mean, it's one thing for us to talk shit about this man's eyebrows. We're not his co-workers. <laughs> right. We don't know him. Right. But for the writers to continually say, hey, Mr. Actor Man, you're a freak. You're a physical freak. <laughs> you know those things on your face? Well, they're yeah. not normal. Yeah. Those make children cry. Um, I gotta say that... And adults that, laugh. At a, at a meta level, that really cracks me up. I also right. think that... Um, I also found his name for the first time, Bogdan. Oh, Bogdan Walnuts. It's 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 actually Walnuts. It's uh, Romanian. But, yeah. It's also an anagram for eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Romanian, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, I, I also liked uh, the professionalism. Now, are you going to try to claim this as one of your predictions coming true? No, I'm not. No, is, is because it, not, no harm came to Saul when he will left. His profession, his professionalism was harmed. <laughs> well, Saul does that every day to himself. Uh, uh, no, but I do have a couple more things to say about this scene. For one, uh, when Skyler, when when they're suggesting what they can do to get eyebrows to sell his car wash, uh, Skyler says we don't do that when they're talking about like terrorism charges or whatever they're like she's like we don't do that that's not who we are right and she looks at walt yeah. and walt pauses uh-huh. far too long uh-huh. like i thought that was a really cool moment where he's just like yeah we don't do that we don't murder people well see again this sh- this plays in my theory that skyler is season one walt because this is very much like the whole um yeah yeah. You know, I don't want any rough stuff type of deal. You know, mm-hmm. Walt was so naive about dealing with the drug industry in a way that Jesse was not. He's like, you know, we're going to be yeah. dealing with some weirdo, you know, crazy type people. Yeah, he was already in it. So. Now, Walt is kind of like the Jesse, I guess, only even probably a little bit above. And Skyler is Walt. Yeah. I think that's like if you watch these episodes like that, realize that Skyler is Walt from season one. Mm-hmm. It takes on a whole other flavor. Yeah, and that that goes. But you're getting right that. Along. You still say the flavor is bad. You are retching at the flavor. No, <laughs> I, I'm retching 
at the person giving me the flavor. <laughs> um, uh, but but that goes right along with the whole idea that Walt is dragging down everyone around him. Right. Everyone, this is just a bottomless oh, pit, and Walt is pulling people down into Corruption. It. Jesse, Skyler, everyone around him. Also, what are... Skyler has the exact same flaws in Walter. Um, she's kind of like a weird mirrored personality because her pride, like, it would have been a much mm-hmm. better plan to go and get a different car wash. Absolutely. Or even do yeah. a different industry. But because Saul sold it in this condescending, you know, way about the unlimited manicures and, pa- and, and facials. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, Saul doesn't know when to quit. And Skyler knows her husband well enough that she knows what buttons to push. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? Um,. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting that, you know, Walt was, like, totally on board with Saul. And he's like, what do you mean? He was rude about me. And then uh-huh. that was it. He was like, yep, we got to get this car wash. Uh, the last thing I want to say is what kind of destruction do you think went on in that bathroom? I think <sighs> I think it's, like, I think it's rivaled only by the destruction in Jesse's bathroom when he dissolved what's it, Emilio in the acid. Right. I think there are things eating through Walter's toilet as we speak. Well, there's a Penny Arcade comic about what a Ikea delivery man did to their toilet. Oh, no. That I'm going to link to tomorrow. That awesome. Like, it's like, uh, no, he, it's like, he didn't just make a poo in there. He worked dark magic. I think that's the kind of... <laughs> yeah, it that's just, what he It looked like so. someone just squeezed a whole tub of Crisco into uh. the toilet. It's just a glob of, you know, gelatinous old – what's that Olestra stuff that was, like, causing everybody to get the liquid what? shits? I, no, I don't know. Yeah. Was it in Doritos, You I eat think? too healthy. Yeah. That's why you don't know. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Shall we move on? We we're, should. We're, 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 we need so, to pull the, the, this cast out of the gutter again. Right. Again. Uh, we're we're twice drenched in bonium. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Marie's looking at another house in the next scene, and this time it has spoons in it. Uh-huh. What do you think about this scene? Um, anything, anything this, remarkable? No, no, not really no. at all. Okay. <laughs> um, well, at this point, I definitely knew what she was doing. Well, yeah. Like, it's it's obvious at this point. But, well, this is when I figured it out because I didn't get the pig reference. I will say camera. that I also knew... Well, uh, never mind. That's that was a stupid reference. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I'm not going to bore the listeners with my idiocy. Uh, but I also... Okay, let's move on. Uh, so Jesse's riding the go-karts after that. And I thought this was really cool because this, to me, was visually representative of what's going on in Jesse's head at that given moment. It's it's chaotic. It's spinning in circles. It's just going round and round. I really feel like that scene was meant to show us his internal thoughts. The go-karts did not look like they were fun. Can you well, imagine if you're at the local rec center and you're like, you know, you got your six-year-old and you're waiting to ride the go-karts and there's this crazy man that's screaming every time he takes a car and like, ah! You know, <laughs> daddy, daddy, what's with them? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. Uh, not quite as artsy but, as where I was going with it. Okay. <laughs> Lay the art on me, brother. That's what I was saying. The, okay. the visual representation of his mental state. But Okay. Well, speaking of visual representation. works. If it's speaking of visual representation, mm-hmm. oh my God, the next scene. The Helter Skelter house. Uh, yeah. yeah Casa Pinkman. Not a fun place either. Go-karts and Jesse's house are not fun, safe places. Uh, is that the next scene? I thought so. What did you have the next scene? See, I thought next that uh, Marie got caught lying and stealing. No. That, I, I thought, I gotta, that I was thought it went scene to commercial after, after him Mm-mm. on his thing. No? No. But All right. Well, what happened after that then? Uh, after the go-karts? 
then he they would cut to his scene where there was like violent sex and there was a guy stealing his radio and there was holes being drilled in the walls and insanity at his house. Oh. And I just want to go okay. on record that mm-hmm. like this has been going on for a couple of days. Yeah. If Aaron is living in a house next door, I'm calling the cops day one, day two, day three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like escalating to the SWAT team day four. This is another thing that drives me crazy about this show. Yeah, I, the music alone should be enough. Oh right? my god! Let like, alone how loud was that? Yeah, let alone the people, the weird characters coming and going at all times. I mean, that's just not in in some kind of suburban mm-hmm. setting. That's not. It's, again, <laughs> a contrivance for the plot, and that kind of drives me crazy about this show. But sure, whatever. Right. It's so good to rest that I forgive it. Uh, okay, so now, does Marie get caught lying and stealing? Yes. After the commercial? This is, yeah, right. This okay. is uh, basically, as she's talking about her latest story with her son mm-hmm. being, you know, some kind of weird uh, survivor of a heart valve transplant, you see the uh, Cameron Monaghan or whatever. <laughs> you know, what, She looks like the girl from The, the Practice. No, I've never seen the practice. Anyway, that real real estate agent that was aware of the spoon being uh, yeah. stolen, she's like, you know, sheriffing. She up. looked in the drawer. She said, "There is no spoon." Yeah, and she <laughs> Neo. Sorry, Neo creeps up in the scene in the background, and I'm like, you know, knew that the stuff was going to be was about to get ugly. Yeah, yeah. And see, this is really interesting because when she gets caught lying, um, and caught stealing. She doesn't back down. She's oh. not like, oh, I'm sorry. She doubles down. She doubles down. You're going to be in trouble. And this this had, like, I feel the opposite effect of what it should have had on me. Because instead of me being like, oh, you're so stupid, I can't believe you're doing this, I was like, man, I feel sorry for her. It because this was the point where I realized that she could not help herself. Right. Like, she was stealing, A, to either deal with everything that's going on with, in her life with Hank, mm-hmm. or just because she... she had to she's a kleptomaniac she steals because she has to steal plus you see how fragile she was i mean she was like yeah frantic and i gotta also say that do they teach like theft deterrence at real estate agent school because if i i just couldn't believe that she was that hands-on like grabbing Grabbing someone and laying hands on these people and all that kind of stuff yeah. I also like the fact that she's like, my a husband's a DEA agent. He goes, oh, you mean the astronaut? <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. funny that that completely worked against her. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so then we get the uh, best scene. Hank in his bed. This is the best scene in the episode, in my opinion. You think so? All yes. Right. Uh, and he gets a call from Marie in jail. And I'll let you talk about it since you... The acting. So this was almost completely nonverbal. This guy goes from like... You know, baseline, uh, I wish I was dead, Hank, to, mm-hmm. like, this rage and indignation. Yeah. And then, like, you can tell, like, you could tell what's going on, on the other end before you even started talking to this, like, you know, complete concern, instant, genuine, tender concern for his wife. Mm-hmm. And he just, this, uh, Dean Norris is a hell of an actor, man. Yeah, like, for a guy who... Just plays cops all the time, right? <laughs> He's a hell of an actor, right? Sure. And like, even when he was portraying like panic attacks in the in the mm-hmm. the, the previous season, I thought he just really nails what um you, you can you can just tell what he's feeling, and he puts you kind of in that emotion. Like when he's having a panic attack in the elevator, you're kind of like, Ugh, you know, yeah, you want to hold on to something. Yeah. But yeah, the way he did this, just with a phone laying in bed and just close up on his face, I thought mm-hmm. was remarkable. Yeah, very little words. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a signature of this series is just saying so much with so few words Mm -hmm. and apparently every actor on the show can pull it off sure uh it was interesting because i think hank is also 
enabling Marie quite a bit because she, he's not teaching her any lessons. He's not letting her get in trouble. He's making a call every time she Again. every time this happens to her. Exactly. So I think he's actually contributing to her problem. He needs to show her that there are consequences or something because she's just going to continue to do it. But don't you think that this is part of their dynamic? I mean, yeah, he's enabling sure, her, yeah. but like if he, you know, she was really trying to be supportive of him and he oh, is yeah. being a complete shit and abusive <laughs> to her. Yes. So it's like small wonder that she slips into this psychotic behavior as an outlet, you know? So it's sure. like, I think he feels kind of responsible because, and that's probably, mm-hmm. you know, when she starts hysterically crying, he's like, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I did have a hand in this. Yeah. Right. This um, is my own monster I've created. So then, yeah, she does start hysterically crying uh, mm-hmm. when she's at the police station. No. I thought that this, like, she seemed like a crazy person. Like, even more so than the last scene when the guy's like, do you want to go home? And she just has this kind of, like, crazed look on her face. And I'm like, what is wrong with it? And I was reading a comment thread on the internet where someone said that it looked like she was uh, faking crying. That her crying, like, that that it wasn't off the acting. That she was actually acting like she was faking crying to gain this guy's sympathy. I don't buy that. I did not get even a hint of that right it seemed pretty genuine to me like pretty good acting okay because i don't you know the first time i saw that um i started thinking my lord is this person like a borderline or some type of weird really wrong personality disorder and when i once i made that connection i started thinking it's hard to tell what she's feeling and what's genuine because that's the that's Mm -hmm. the problem with those people um, so I have no idea. I'm like, uh, she's like a train wreck at this point. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm amazed that she was as supportive as Hank as she was, and she's been able to keep this under wraps. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the next scene here? Uh, oh, yeah. Skylar is about to uh, – she has an idea on how to get eyebrows to sell the car wash when she's doing the dishes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so she makes a phone call. Um, I thought that was a very cool camera angle. And I noticed there's a lot of really cool kind of like artsy camera tricks. And hmm. I noticed in Seppenwall's review that this guy, the director, the guest director was David Slade, who directed Twilight Eclipse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, awesome for our listeners who like that. Yeah. And for our listeners who don't. Oh, well, I'm just like, it's weird. It'd be like, uh, you know, finding it's like, I really like this guy's work. What else has he done? And you find out he did like Freddy Got Fingered, you know, the, the Tom Green <laughs> Show. Well, if Tom Green shows up on Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, that's. Anyway. I was shocked. I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, maybe, the, I guess those movies are really well made, but they're just so poorly written and acted. But <laughs> Not much he could do with the material given. Yeah. He did a hell of a job with this episode. But then maybe. again, people are saying across the internet, this is the worst episode of Breaking Bad, which right? blows me away. Um, uh, okay, so then we see the inspector who's talking to Eyebrows. And uh, he's apparently being coached by Skyler. Can I just say that I think, actually, in Bogdan's defense, I think he looks like he's had a little bit of work done on eyebrows. Like, <laughs> Manicure at his you, eyebrows? You compare, like, you know, screen, season one eyebrow man with season four eyebrow man, <laughs> they are significantly smaller and well, more reduced. Well, that's the deal. I bet he has because he was initially intended to just be a throwaway character. Uh-huh. Like, it, it was apparently some guy's uncle or something who was on the set at the right. time. Yep, sure. Yeah, it was just some random guy. 
and they had to bring him back because they decided to make that a plot point. Right. So I bet he has had some work done. And he's probably he probably like sat home and watched the first season <laughs> like and, my like, and like like wept, you know, <laughs> like every every night he wept and stuff. So he came into this new yeah. season like I've had some work done. My eyebrows are half the size they used to be. <laughs> and they're still huge. Yeah, that's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like the oh, 500 pound man losing 150 pounds and people <laughs> yeah. still call him fatty. Right. It's sad. It I is. I feel sad. for Eyebrow Man. It is sad. But I noticed one thing in this scene that he, it seemed like he had an arrangement with the previous inspector because he says, Where's Gary? Like, I want to talk to Gary. Where's he at? Oh. So, well, he, so he had some something going on, on now, the side. Do you with think him. that's because, like, as I couldn't tell, do you think that's because his operation was completely legit and he's genuinely flabbergasted, or because no. he was paying Gary a little bit under the table? I think he's sneaking under the table. The soil he's, did look messed up, right? right? It Grass did look wasn't a little growing, under, although it's New Mexico. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, New Mexicanians, again, it's Jim that hates you, not me. I got nothing but love. Hey, you called him out on Arizona. Oh, no, you call that Arizona. That's right. So now I called them both out. Yeah. Turnabout. Um, no, I thought that uh, that's my take, that he was – and uh, I've got a little bit of experience with this environmental remediation stuff because I actually work for retail petroleum industry, and they're – we have all like mm. – you drop a gallon of gas on the ground, and you're supposed to get the EPA out there and remediate it. Whoa. No one does, obviously, <laughs> unless there's like some kind of super fund, lots of money being out the, – the federal government's giving money away to do it. It's a joke. But, like, I bet you could literally get any convenience store owner to sell yeah, <laughs> if probably. you did this identical scam that's, yeah. with them. That's my guess. Um, but my first – when I first saw the dude, I thought he was totally a EPA inspector and Skyler oh, yeah. was just a whistleblower. What? Like, she called the EPA and said, I've seen some weird ground contamination oh, get out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when she, I found out that he, she was actually feeding this to him, mm-hmm. I in, I love this scene. I did, too. I thought this it was, was great. very season one Walt. We're just watching her be inventive in this low-level aspect of her criminal career was amazing. Sure. Yeah, no, I liked it. It was a strategic play. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, so we come back from commercial, and Hank is given Gail's lab notes by... Who is this guy? Because he doesn't work at the DEA. No, he's the local police guy. I don't know what his name is. Okay. He's um, a big, intimidating policeman. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, he, he gives Hank the lab notes. Um, I also love this scene because it had the return of the Hank laugh. I don't know how long it's uh, been that we've... But, but yeah, like when she said, what do you do, rob a bank? And he did that kind of like almost George Bushian <laughs> yeah. you know, laugh that he does. Uh-huh. Um, but he is the whole time, you know, he's talking about lying here like third base, but he's also putting on this whole front. Uh, yes, this absolutely. Is, and go ahead. Uh, just if you read Hank's blog on AMC's site, mm-hmm. he does the same thing where you would never know if you're just reading his blog what a you know a tortured individual he is. And he sure. instantly goes from, you know, this dark, depressed, you know, Phantom of the Opera-esque character to this upbeat, you know, same old Hank just can't walk, you know, can't walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the extent that now, I don't, again, I'm torn. Do you think he faked an appetite? Yes, I start, do. Or do you think that the case actually started stimulating it? The idea of maybe getting involved in this again? Because why would Man, he fake? Because the guy didn't know that he had just stonewalled Marie. I mm-hmm. thought he was a fake, but the second time I watched it, I'm like, well, why would he fake eating the pudding cup? This guy doesn't know that Marie just left it there. It's kind okay, of... Okay, well, I can, I'll say that he... I think this goes along with what we saw in the previous episode, where mm-hmm. the, the PT guy comes in, and he gets all hyped up, and mm-hmm. he is actually enjoying it. So... 
I, yeah, I think he didn't fake that. He just he got excited about the case, you know. Although it was weird because he he's very reluctant to take the lab notes. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if he doesn't feel like he can perform in his current state or Yes. You think that's what it is? The whole like I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be Ironsides kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Um yeah. what did you think about um Marie kind of standing up to Hank for the first time? Because he was giving her the same old mm. business, which I thought was interesting, right after this experience, when he knows how fragile she is, and she basically like, well, then don't eat it. Yeah. She's basically threw it back in his face for the first time I've ever seen her do that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's going through some changes, right? Like, she's hit rock bottom, and she's like, what, you know, what do I got to lose? Maybe. Maybe she's having a Jesse moment, where she's just like, <laughs> screw it. She's going to go on the go-karts? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the go-kart track. <laughs> Get, eat your own rice pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did have one other question about this scene. Um, no, I don't. Never mind. We'll <laughs> skip it. <laughs> because it, it's all about... Well, okay, fine. Um, this whole episode really struck me as people putting up fronts. Yes. Marie is putting up fronts to steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Hank putting up the front of being excited about whatever when the guy comes to talk to him. Um, Jesse obviously putting up fronts everywhere. Nobody knows how crazy he's really gone. I think the people living inside his house know how crazy he's become. I don't... I No, I don't think Badger and Skinny Pete even understand oh, yeah, how crazy he's gone. They, yeah, I think Badger and Skinny Pete, they showed up at that house party. It would probably would be, be like, this is fucked up. Yeah, right. I'm going back to 12 steps. <laughs> yeah. Going back right. to step one. Right. So I think this whole... Everybody is fronting this episode. Mm-hmm. Everybody fronting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that, uh, that was just something I noticed. I thought you were going to start as written as too damn high speech there. Yeah, I, I tried, yeah. I, I don't have the proper <laughs> facial hair for that, though. <laughs> we'll have to try it. If I shaved my months. chin, I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Skylar's also fronting later on. She's, um... Yeah. Let's get... Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so... Pin in it. Uh, Skylar does some phone negotiating with eyebrows. Yeah. After that. Um... This is where we find out about Walnuts, right? His last name. Yeah, and, and also, <laughs> I really like this scene because I was kind of rooting for Skylar and, she, you know, having her little moment, mo- moment. Uh, her little moment there, and Walt was so transparently, he's so ham-fisted sometimes. Again, oh, yeah. the bacon fist came back out. Sure, I, yeah, I have a with problem his, With his, like, you know, oh, it's been five minutes, there's no way he's going to call back kind of routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was so cliche, the whole way it was handled and yeah. resolved. Like, I think they needed a commercial break in between him calling back or something. Right. I, we actually got some feedback on that that we'll read later um, on. I saw, I don't know about the feedback, but I saw a, someone in the comments saying what they were hoping would happen was that he would just shoot himself. Like, the Romanian guy would well, just shoot oh. himself. Shoot, why? Why would he shoot because himself? Because he's ruined. Skyler is kind of like in, in like ruining him, and the, like you know that he would have this weird like that That'd would be been, messed up. It would be season one Walt man. What would Skyler do at that point? She just drove a man to suicide. I don't know. What did Walt do? I mean, I just thought that was an interesting take yeah. that they were ex- half expecting that he would end up dead, and that's how they'd acquire the car wash because mm. he hung himself or something. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that didn't happen, but it would have been fitting to the show. Next episode's going to open with. Eyebrows. eyebrows you just see his shoes. He shaves his eyebrows off and then <laughs> blows himself away, <laughs> and then uses that to not to to, to weave a rope. <laughs> no, you can hang a man from rope wool from that. Was eyebrows? Easily. Those oh, are yeah. some thick eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I, I did notice one thing in this scene where Skylar felt a little unsure of herself, and that's why I say she was fronting with with Walt. Did you? Yeah, because she looks at the phone when like Walt leaves the room, and this is between the time he called and she told him. I want a lower price. Mm -hmm. And before he called back, she looks at the phone hoping he'll call back, not sure that he'll call back. Right. And in my opinion, that was her doubting herself. And she's, she's putting on this confident front to Walt. Hmm. Like, Oh no problem. I'm just negotiating. Hmm. We'll get it. So I thought that was like, she does seem almost annoyingly confident. Right. Um, like she doesn't have very much self doubt at all. So like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all, but that's an interesting take. And by interesting, I mean probably wrong. <laughs> no, it's there. Go watch it. Uh, so so we finally see that Jesse has turned his place into a flop house, basically. There are people strewn all about his house. Uh, got a giant, fat, naked dude in his who is giving Walt a tidy-whitey run for his money. Like, impressive tidy-whitey display there. I don't know if it's impressive. No, it's impressive. Like, on Cranston, it's impressive. This guy is more revolting. Well, if you're going to display tidy whities, that's I, I, what you want to do. I got to like the complete lack of shame in right. the body image department. That's right. very Cranstonian. <laughs> it is. <laughs> tidy whitey run for his money, I'm telling you. Um, what denomination were those bills? Were those hundreds? I want to say they were hundreds, but I couldn't see. And I got to say, if you were a billionaire, we've talked about this before, mm. maybe even on another cast, how would you ever get bored? I could I see know. you being evil and being like having complete contempt for humanity. Oh yeah. But sure. if you're having a bad day and you could just go out and be like, "Hey, uh, here's 50 grand if you go wall in that mud pit like a pig for 30 seconds." <laughs> right. Right? Right. I would do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's ugh. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. So, Maybe yeah, it says something about me, but <laughs> I'm just that's that's what my thought was when I was watching this. Yeah. So I So at this point I'm thinking Okay, they've shown us a lot with Jesse's house, and they've they've shown us that he's kind of still off the rails. But it didn't really progress his story, and I think I wrote this in my instant review. There wasn't a lot of story progression here. We already know that Jesse's got a lot of issues. Uh, we already know that he's trashing his house and he's partying all the time. We know this. Now, what's the difference here? Why is this so much a bigger deal than sitting in front of your speaker with it turned all the way up and shaking like a madman? Um, because I think the previous episode was about him numbing himself mm-hmm. and trying to avoid feeling those pains and thoughts. And this was more like he, his emotional core is just gone or burnt out. Like the, the things that made him human really? and compassionate and all that kind of stuff is gone. Like he's not, he's, he doesn't have to do these things to numb. He's doing them just to be actively... Like, like to, to to make other people feel the pain and suffering and chaos that his life has become. I can get that. I mean, throwing dollar bills, crumpled up dollar bills into somebody's mouth is like, I don't care about you. Well, and throwing the cash in the air and watching these animals in front uh-huh. of his house and, like, the, the desecration of his house, the desecration of his home space. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I, it was – I thought it was a much lower sink. Okay. You know, and yeah, his, I can buy it from that levels. angle. For sure. So, and the other thing is, we've yet to see him shave his head. Right? So how low is he going to go? Yeah, like, like, 
when you when I uh, think about our first cast we did where we looked at the preview images and the one mm-hmm. in front of um, the garage door had a no trespassing and he's sitting there in black and white with a shaved head. Yes. And he looked vicious. Mm-hmm. He looked very Ed Norton from American History X. Yeah. I'm like, wow, how is he going to get there? <laughs> this is the roadmap that they're taking us to that path. I sure, mean, he could yeah. be a freaking hardcore killer. Yeah, or he could go to some kind of you know warm woozy foozy place too. I mean, again, this show lies. I will yeah. not believe anything that the promos give us at, from this point on. I, I'm wondering, they kind of left um, what's her name Andrea conspicuously mm. out of this episode. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, if, he basically told her to get out of here right. last time. But Jesse to me feels like a very. Uh, like he wants to symbolize things outwardly that he's that he's gone through. So I could see like if if she got killed or her her kid Brock got killed, that he might go and like shave his head or something, mm-hmm. just as like a symbol of I'm going to remember this. Like this is part of my life now or something. Kind of like Walt does with the crusts on his mm. bread, things like that. Um, <laughs> Jesse strikes me as the kind of guy who, if he had been born in a different background, would be like tying himself to trees to try to save the planet or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just get that vibe from him. Hmm. So, I don't know. That's the other difference. I think Jesse from last episode, uh, if, if Andrea had came by on this episode, mm-hmm. he would have been a ho- totally different interaction. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, So that's the difference and I guess, the character, if I could uh, sum it all up in, in that thing in one word. All right, so then we get... Um, What's his name? Tyrus? Sitting yes. Sitting outside of Walt's house or now, Jesse's house? Cause I thought it was Walt's house, too. I did, yeah. But the official AMC recap, which, again, we Liars. don't know. We know that it doesn't know its ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> um, it says that it was sitting outside Jesse's. And I can't say anything more without how which way I want to go because I've seen some spoilers. Spoilery. Mm. So I'm going to just leave it at that um, and say that we'll probably revisit this discrepancy on next week's show. I'm going to say <laughs> that was 13 years in the future. It was actually Spy on Holly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Is this a Back to the Future reference? No, Holly White, Is that McFly's man. mom? What the hell? Holly White. They, okay. Well, it is, it is a Back to the Future. I said the same thing last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, that's a running theme now, man. Deal with it. Um, so that was ominous. Right. Whoever's, you know, right. that's not going good places. Um, uh, but then we get to the toast, we which I feel is the best scene in this episode. Interesting. Yeah, I like. To There's see, a lot going on here. I like to see what their relationship is doing. Um, the only thing that I thought was interesting is how they are taking turns playing paranoid limbo. Like, last week, mm-hmm. Walt was, like, freaking out about her discussing the car wash over the phone. This week, she's freaking out about him buying a $300 bottle of champagne, which I, I said this in my instant take last night. That seems perfectly reasonable to me. If a middle class or, like, even lower, upper lower class couple, yeah, you know, came into some gambling money mm-hmm. and you decided to parlay the proceeds into the car wash and stole it the way they did... Mm-hmm. I gotta say that yeah, I if I that was me, I'd buy a three hundred dollar bottle of champagne to celebrate. Sure, so would I. Why? How is that? Like, how is that not? Now you wouldn't want to do it every week. No, I do it every weekend. <laughs> I, I it's fill my the bathtub podcasting with money, man. The podcasting, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, we do do that. We fill our bathtubs up and take oh, and, yeah. and, you know bubbly baths and uh, crystal. 
Um, <laughs> but no, I, I thought that that was just her being kind of limbo, and and that's the one thing that kind of annoyed me about her that she seemed to just be raining on his parade. Well, and after she beat him down, then she brought him back up and said, "We got to dispose of the evidence." Well, this goes along with your theory that Skyler's the new Walt, mm-hmm. because Walt is a chemist. He's very, very detail oriented, or at least he used to be. When when he first started Still out, he was is. telling Jesse, not so much. Really? No, with because he's chemistry? not concerned about any of this. He's he doesn't think about like. No, I don't think he's very concerned with it. He's playing on the seat of his pants now. He's mm. just, this guy needs to be killed. Let's go kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, Although that plot just completely dropped from this. Uh, maybe, I guess, getting your ass kicked by Mike, who is your best ally in the in, in the endeavor, maybe would put a put a damper on your yeah, I don't homicidal plan. <laughs> right. I think he's more worried about being killed than killing now. At this point, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of turned into a guy who's more seat of his pants, and Skyler has... Stepped up as the details person, hmm. in my opinion, anyway. And she's she's going overboard with it. Well, she always seemed like I think that to the mon- she always was the mundane detail person because she's apparently sure. always been the one that pays the bills. She's the one that knew. She's an which- accountant. Come on, true. Yeah, bean <laughs> right. counter. Yeah. This is a yeah, it's a bean counter move. You got an accountant and a chemist. Interesting details are everything. Yeah, so. But uh, the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this scene is when they were talking about Saul. Because they were basically dogging on him the whole scene, saying, Oh, Saul helped. Ha, ha, ha. Saul didn't really help. We did this all ourselves. I'm wondering if they're not planning on getting rid of Saul. Not, not quote-unquote, mobster getting rid of Saul. <laughs> but, like, ditching Saul. But we don't need him anymore. We've grown beyond him. Because now they've got the car wash to launder their own money. They don't need Saul for that. He was doing that for uh, Walt earlier. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think they need him anymore. Hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Walt and Skyler and Saul. I want to check out and see if I haven't made this prediction, I want to make the prediction. Because um, if... if this this because as I thought that we would see Saul make a spectacular display of lawyer mm-hmm. lawyermanship in this episode in, in this season, yeah. And if that's where you're going, I want to make that prediction. I've not made that officially. That's going to be one of my new predictions. Is I think that he is going to do something spectacular that shows them why he needs him. Because again, I keep coming back mm, to the fact that this guy's gotcha. not as big a clown as he's looking right now because Mike worked for the guy. And sure. if he was a total clown, didn't know what he's doing. Plus, he did stand up to Mike, and I don't. Does and Skyler doesn't know that about him yet. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, you know, Walt was clowning on him, but he's got to be more appreciative than Skyler has been because mm-hmm. he's seen him do these things, like shield him from Mike, who's a tough customer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and help him guide through some other things too. So, mm-hmm. and, and Skyler, obviously, her attitude is this guy's a joke. Right. Well, he's telling I mean, us to do all the wrong things. Show up at None the man's of makes sense. He does. He looks like a joke, and maybe that's sure, the point. That, yeah, it's I mean, a front. Yes. Right. Like Saul could be a lot smarter than we think at this point. That like he's making this buffoonish point because and who would suspect him of being the briefcase <laughs> from like the wire? You know. Sure. Yeah. No, I think there's more to Saul than we know. Yeah. And it's gonna have to come into play in season four. It has to. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're, you're what right. is his character doing? Yeah. Uh, it's comic relief, and but yeah, which I, is I, fine. But we have that in Cranston's pants, literally. Right. <laughs> so, so I think we're going to see him do some kind of lawyer superheroics. 
and that's going to get him back in their good graces. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. So, final scene. Hank's looking at... Uh, Hank's up late at night, and he's looking at the lab notes. It's that rice pudding keeping him he, up. He, right. It just sits yeah. in your gut and rocks. Well, he's got the bedpan right there. He can just <laughs> be done with it. Oh, know? he was sitting on the bedpan right there. <laughs> that rice pudding don't, let, don't quit. <laughs> it it clocks did, in and works a full shift. Eat? What did he eat? Four gallons of the stuff? You don't need, it doesn't take a lot. That stuff is you know, rice. It just it, pushes everything it, else. It like out. balloons 16 times oh, in your gut. This is disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so go go with the uh, the thing that you read about this. Yeah, so Seppenwall, Seppenwall, yeah. He said that he instantly made the connection to the other, to Heisenberg and a blue meth. And we sat and watched this scene like Zapruder style. We like mm-hmm. fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind, watched back it. Back into the left. Back into the left. I did not see any flicker of anything. He just looked like, damn it, I'm watching this bullshit local C-SPAN arguing about how high a sign can be on a fast food restaurant. Where's my reacher stick? I guess I'll take a look at this. Mm -hmm. And he was just beginning to take a look. There was no like, oh my God, oh my God, this all makes sense. I don't know. And I kind of accused him of being using his knowledge of other episodes to inform his opinion, but he actually says that he hasn't seen anything beyond the first three episodes. Hmm. Okay. If that's true, then I think he just... I don't know. There's one moment at the very end, like maybe a second before it cuts, that yes, he, there's something in his eyes. It's ambiguous. It's, it's extremely ambiguous. I think it might actually even just be him looking to the top of the page. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily think it's any kind of reaction or emotion. I took it to be like... It's showing him engaging again. Like his brain is shifting hmm. back in investigator mode fairly quickly. But yeah. I didn't see anything other than just the fact that, like, okay, Hank is back in being cop mode. Hmm. I, I guess we'll find out next episode, huh? I guess we will. They, surely they have to address this. So that also, means- goddamn you, Gilligan, couldn't you show that fucking lab thing in the last episode, just one scene? <laughs> It won't be in the rest of them. It will. God, it won't. It will. If it does, if it, it will is, eat at I'm me. I'm going to laugh. If it is, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to leave a mark on my soul. All right. That's so that's, hard to get over. <laughs> that is it for the recap. We have some listener feedback that I want to get into. I've got some a little bit of analysis. No, I don't want any analysis. That's not what this show is about. Go ahead. Um, actually, if you read some of the listener read back, I'll throw in the analysis then. Because I think, okay. are you going to read the Facebook stuff too? Uh, no, I don't have any Facebook stuff. I just have emails tonight. Oh, okay. Well, I will look that up while you're going on to the emails. Yeah, I apologize about that. That's actually, it's really late. <laughs> That's cool. I'm looking it up. Um, okay, so our first email comes from Kevin. It's titled, Walt Saves Gus Life. Uh, it says, great podcast. Love the predictions. This one just came to me last night. Remember Saul asked his bodyguard if he had a passport. I think he's sending for someone from the Southern Cartel to take out Gus. Walt also wants to take out Gus. Walt confronts Gus, both with guns drawn, just as the assassins show up. Walt and Gus take care of the gangsters and become very tight. Mm-hmm. And he says, or well, maybe not. This show is hard to predict. <laughs> but since everyone thinks Walt is going to kill Gus, it would make a good plot twist. I actually agree completely with this. I don't I don't know that it's going to happen that way, but I think this would be an awesome plot twist. Because right now... I think it's a bit cliched. No offense no, to the listener. It, no, I, th- I think this would be really cool and it would solve a problem that we've got right now. Sure. The, pr- the problem we have right now is that Walt... What does Walt do if he takes Gus out? Uh, yeah, he's no. done. His meth, his meth cooking operation is gone. He's not ready to take over he, he the, the, all the things that Gus does for him, right? And so there's not if, a lot of people left locally that would do it either. No, Mexican cartel's no. not going to take him on. No. So if if he kills Gus, he's essentially lost everything he's got. So it would actually be really cool if they 
got back in good graces just long enough for Walt to pick up what he needs to know, make the connections, and then Walt turns on him. Mm. After he's become even more hardened, done mm. more stuff, become more vicious. Okay. I think that would solve the problem that we have because also you can't just decapitate an organization and expect no ramifications. Gus did that exact thing to the Mexican mm-hmm. drug cartel. Mm-hmm. There have to be people coming for Gus. Oh, yeah. There have to be. Right. So Dio is coming in his powered wheelchair <laughs> with a machete between his teeth <laughs> and an Ouija board. And Ringing he's going, his to, bell. And he's going to take Gus down. <laughs> Right? <laughs> awesome. Him and Hank are going to team up in their wheelchairs. What would be super Come funny is he just like up. got out of a wheelchair and started like wielding nunchucks. That, that was just a yeah. complete front. Right. Oh, it's, it's all, all about coming fronts. together. It's it all about is. the fronts. Anyway, so yeah, I thought that would be cool. Okay. Um, next email is from Ted. It says, one of the saddest parts... Um, Actually, this it, the email was longer, but I want to talk about the stuff he mentioned with Jesse. So one of the saddest parts, but also the funniest, was when Jesse unironically asked Walt if he wanted to go race carts or race go karts with him. Of course, that's a ridiculous thing to ask someone like Walt. So at first, it's funny, but then you see how serious Jesse is, how childlike and lost he is. And Walt is his only real friend, and he wants to do something fun and dumb with him to get away from the heaviness and death, heartbreaking stuff. And I I agree with that. I like that take on it. Ooh, that kind of gets me. There's like this Jekyll and Hyde aspect of Jesse. Like he doesn't want to go back to that hell hell home of mm-hmm. his, and he wants to put it off with something like that and having fun with with Walt. Yeah, but he doesn't. So <laughs> Walt doesn't want it. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Uh, and then he goes on. He's such with a more about man. Jesse. He says, "I feel like Jesse is going to do something very very drastic in the next episode. They've barely given him any screen time this season. They've just been setting up his insanity. At some point." It's going to reach a decisive breaking point, and he's going to transform into some other person. And we know from the promo posters, like we said, that he gets a shaved head this season. I wonder what would make him do that. So, yeah, that... A bad dye job. <laughs> Ill-advised really? dye job. It mm-hmm. just turned out green, and he was like, right. nope, gone. Right. Just shave it. <laughs> no, but I, I agree. He's Something has to give with Jesse. Oh, yeah. Because this storyline is not just going to disappear. Uh-huh. He's going somewhere bad. Right. So I'm waiting for it. Uh, do you want to do some Facebook stuff yeah, real quick? I have um, a couple more emails, but... Okay, let's spice it up. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Hurstman uh, said, congratulations, guys. Thank you. Uh, prediction, Hank gets evidence of the super meth lab. Marie overhears and tells Skyler. Skyler, in a panic, tells Walt. Walt was forced to kill Hank. Interesting. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. I was reading emails. Um, basically, <laughs> that that Hank finding the is going to be telephone gamed. Uh, Hank talking about the labs going to be mm-hmm. offered by Marie to Skyler to um, man. The listeners already know this. I'm having to repeat just for yeah for one man's benefit. And thousands of people's listening. I bullshit. Bullshit. Listeners. bullshit. I mean, well, they weren't listening either. So Wallace forced <laughs> to kill Hank. Um, uh, the the only reason I disagree strongly is because we're too early in season four. That's not going to happen. For Hank today? Yeah. The lab, yeah. the super, the, I think it's more, I've seen some speculation about this, uh, and we talked about this a little bit last week, the Walt's going to parlay, you know, Gale and the super lab notebook and pinned Heisenberg on him. So. Hmm, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. Anthony Del Grosso had a... Uh, Del Grosso, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, Grosso. Grosso. I, I think. Um, I has a couple predictions. He says, um, good to see you guys in the great world of Facebook. I don't know if it's that great. 
I'm a Google Plus fan myself. <laughs> um, but he Twitter thinks guy. that Mike will help Walt, but he really needs to see how it will prosper from it. Um, yeah, I think Mike last episode was kind of lost in all this too. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't know what's going, on, but he just knows that Hank is or uh, Walt a freaking amateur, and he wants no part of his scheming right now. Yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. Mike is going to team up with Walt. He also said he thinks it's called Open House this episode. This is obviously before it aired because Walt's house is bugged, and they hear what Skyler is saying. Um, he asked me what I thought of that, and I said, well, actually, I think that it's called Open House because Skyler starts warming back up to Walt and inviting him back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that actually turned out to be at least part of the reason. And the thing with Marie, obviously, she's at the open houses. And Jesse's house. Is an open house, a flop yeah. house. Yeah. So there's like a three kind of way thing going. Um, then he went and did the best speculation that he, the user has ever speculated in the history of our show so far. He said, uh, or it could be that Gus owns a gay bar called the Crazy Cock. And that's where he met Gail, but Gail is dead and Gus is sad. So he tells said gay bar. So he sells said gay bar, thus having an open house at the gay bar. That becomes Walt's new front. That's that's how you speculate, listeners, right there. Sure. Put that I prediction mean, up there. That puts me to shame with speculation. <laughs> um, uh, I, d- I did want to go back to the open house thing real quick. Can you? Scroll back. No, huh? No. The scroll, the, the, the mouse wheel has clicked. Uh, well, this is interesting because we've got someone... Okay, assuming this is not Jesse's house that he's sitting out in front of. Tyrus? Mm-hmm. Assuming it is Walt's house. Mm-hmm. We've got someone sitting outside of the of Walt's house. Mm-hmm. When can you remember someone else doing that? When Mike was bugging his house. Right. And saving him from the cousins. Sitting outside of his house just after he bugged it. Uh-huh. So I could see that being true. Oh, yeah. It would not have surprised me if Walt and, Je- and Skylar's house is both both bugged. Yeah. Hasn't happened now. And that's obviously Well, there's that parallel of the guy sitting house. in the car, you know. Ooh, sure, yeah, but. So. Anthony, wrong. <laughs> Jim's trying to save you, but I ain't having none of it. Wrong. I tried, I tried man. Sorry. So one demerit, one Facebook demerit for you. <laughs> you have slightly less privacy than you did before. <laughs> All right. Quit, quit chastising the guy. I'm going to emails. Uh, Daniel writes in. He says, kind of lame effort from Breaking Bad this weekend. Or this week. Uh, everything felt a little inconsequential except for Skylar and Marie, and I don't really care about them that much. <laughs> Which, i I got to say, I'm enjoying the sentiment so far. Uh, all that effort to move the lab notebook into Hank's clutches. Why wouldn't Marie check out who's listing the houses before she launched into a new persona? What owner hires a realtor and then sits in on an open house? Why the indignation over a camera in the lab when you just escape with your lives by the skin of your teeth? Yeah, good point. Not to mention the fuss over an expensive bottle of champagne after dropping 800 k in cash on a car wash. Uh, narrative seems to lack the crispness and purposefulness of previous seasons. And I can kind of agree with that. Well, except for I feel like... I might be a crazy man here, but I think that this has been the flaw of Breaking Bad the whole time. That they they require <laughs> you to suspend your disbelief way too much for this type of show. I mean, they 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 try to be this realistic show, but then they have a simultaneous air crash, and then they have characters worrying about three hundred dollar bottles of champagne when they bought a million dollar facility, and mm-hmm. you know, ha- ha- uh, I like I said, I, I agree with that email, but I don't think it's anything new with the show. And see, I. Yeah, and you you detract from the show. Your opinion is lowered by that, right? No, I still think it's a great show, but I don't think it's But it's the not best. as good as it could be. Yeah, right. See, I'm I think we might have talked about this on the show before. Um, but I actually think that contributes to the show. Like I don't want to watch my real life. I'm in my real life. 
we forget don't, real life. Yeah, I don't cook meth. I, I but like I could that cook unreality. Meth. I could I, cook meth. Keep it to the meth and <laughs> leave the airplane crash out of it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I I don't know the the dramatic stuff that they do. The coincidences don't bother me. All right. So whatever. Um. But no, I I agree. The the thing where Bogdan was like calling back multiple times. Also, like we said, it it felt very sitcommy. It felt very yeah cheesy. It it was not the caliber of writing that I'm used to in this show. Hmm. And, and it wasn't it wasn't based on like suspension of disbelief. It was just based on that felt like a cheap thing to do in a television show that has been done. So many times that's before. part of the suspension of disbelief when they overuse a trope. But I kind of agree. I enjoyed it, and for whatever reason, like I did not like last week's episode. I don't know if the really? listeners got that. You're crazy. But I thought it was very. I mean, talking about like stasis and all that. There was a couple of interesting parts of it, but I like this. I like this episode way better. I yeah. Wow. I don't get it. I, I like the, This the is why one. I just this show is like making me feel like a crazy person because of stuff that everybody <laughs> likes. I don't, and the stuff yeah. that people really don't like, I'm grooving on. Right. So weirdo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you have anything else as far as feedback goes? Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of iTunes stuff, but we just do not have the time. We really we don't. S- um, super appreciate all of it, and mm-hmm. we're hoping you guys continue to carry the day. And we will try to get more reviews and more we feedback might have on to, the show. I will be willing to actually do split this into two casts. A separate feedback show? Like the recap analysis and then feedback spoilers. Because I've heard a lot of people don't like the recap, actually. So, um, like, I've heard, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 so they would just rather do the analysis and spoilers and uh, fan feedback stuff. So Yeah, because the fan feedback feeds into a lot of analysis we could we could do. Right, that. right. So and I'll say that going forward we're probably less likely to read a you guys are awesome post. Uh, yeah. Um yeah. unless it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um but we will try to get as much of the um analysis in as we can. Sure. Absolutely. So And predictions. I like predictions a lot. Yeah. So keep sending those predictions. Uh, that's it for feedback. You're negative two now, buddy. Hey, I've got more. I'm I'm sitting pretty at negative one. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Ooh, big man. (laughs) Gonna be raced to the finish. Raced to the bottom. (laughs) Yep. Uh, that's it. That's it for the non-spoilery section of the show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Next week's show is going to be called Bullet Points. It looks like there's a lot of action in that, so don't miss it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear spoilers, oh, should we tell them where they can find us? We should do that. Yep, they can find us at breakinggood.baldmove.com. Um, they can also get a hold of us at twitter.com at bald or at break at break good. Yeah. Um, uh, review us on iTunes, please. That helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. And did I miss anything? Uh, Facebook. Forums. They 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 we got the the official fan site going now. We do Facebook. That's right. Facebook.com slash Breaking Good. So those are the places if you want to leave us feedback and get involved, best ways to do it. Great. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Let's get our clothes back on. We are back with spoilery goodness. All sorts of spoilery goodness. I actually don't have any spoilers. Should we play the uh, 
the next time on Breaking Bad uh, and the promos. Yeah, that's kind of like what we do. That's our it's, tradition. It's, yeah. Um, okay. Here our we go. tradition is also to really f up the spoiler section. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any structure. We just go. Yeah. All right. So here it goes. I'm gonna try to make this work. <laughs> this is not YouTube. This is some dodgy site. The next episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. We need this story to be completely believable. You really want to try to sell a DEA agent some full whole story about how we suddenly have enough money to buy a car wash? It's Peyton. He's become increasingly incautious. Something's got to be done. Gail's murder is being investigated. They found fingerprints at the scene. This is an end game. There's no coming back. They got me. Well, I tell you, wow. if, if, if you're complaining about things not happening, um, that would answer that complaint right there. Uh, so, knowing what we know, I I've seen the uh, the official AMC thing on like the promo thing with Mike sitting in the Poyos truck, the chicken mm-hmm. truck, in the refrigerated truck, and now we see Walt shooting it up. What what do Whoa, you think Walt is Walt go- shooting it up? Wasn't he? We saw someone shooting it up. I thought it was Walt, but maybe not. No effing way. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Walt want, with that would Uzi. Would you care to make that a, predict- a prediction? No. Okay. No. That's um, insane. Well, from the the AMC actually released their mini kind of recap, which is like usually a sentence or two, mm-hmm. uh, tonight. And yeah. it says that Cartel takes steps to gain the upper hand. So they're coming back, the cartel. Right. Walt and Skyler share an embarrassing secret with the rest of the family, which it looks like they had a bunch of notepads, like your like gambling winnings, or trying to get this secret, and they're going to try to sell this to Hank, because Hank's finally trying to, you know, hey, Marie, you know, where the hell's all this money coming from? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jesse's activities draw unwanted attention. That's why I think well. that the AMC recap is correct, that that was actually Jesse's house, mm-hmm. because, you know, how would his activities be drawn unwanted attention unless... You know, they're actually surveilling him. Yeah, sure. No, that makes total sense. So um, that's what I thought for the spoilers. Um, I thought, and again, I don't trust this. I don't I don't trust this. um, These recaps or anything to tell the truth at all. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought that they had they showed that Jesse with his head shaved in like a split second in this recap. Yeah. Hmm. That would so be interesting. that might actually be happening now, um, but uh, you think it was actually Walt shooting that truck up? I don't know. Let's we're we're actually yeah. I think Jesse does actually have his head shaved there. His sideburns were definitely short. No, that wasn't Walt. There's no freaking way <laughs> that that it, Walt said they they panned from him going "You got me" to someone Tommy gunning the place up. But no, gotcha. Okay, those editors, those uh, game editors, and, and him saying "You got me" is not. Yeah, it's not him admitting anything. It's no. obviously just a joke. It's like the five hundred thousand in cash yes. in my bag. Yes, it's a yeah. rib. It's a rib. It's it. It might be them playing euchre or something. Yeah, you know? I feel like this. The spoiler section from now on is just going to be us calling bullshit on the AMC on trailers. AMC trailers. <laughs> right. Well, I gotta say that I'm not seeing like real spoilers. The only thing I saw is the Melissa mm-hmm. Mayer. Like, and I, I like if there was legitimate spoilers, you'd see it on like Reddit. well the stuff that Dean Norris was saying about Hanks. What is going to happen with Hank and Walt? Um, yeah, that there's was a, a lot of yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that was spoilery. Um, the other thing is like this comes back to Melissa Mayer's that you know that 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 this uh, Tyrus guy is actually Gus's brother. That's the chemist and all that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. we've seen that, but I haven't seen a lot of hardcore although, spoilers. Although I don't know that that is the same guy um, because the spoiler that I heard about his brother coming 
to the show in season four mm-hmm. was more towards the middle of season four, and his name was Max. Right. So unless they've changed his name between uh, then and now, right. then Tyrus is not his brother. Tyrus is just an enforcer like Victor was. Right. And, we, and we've yet to see Max, his real brother. Right. Um, it's the, the spoilers that he alludes to in this article about Dean Norris uh, said that the... Um, uh, the irony, of course, is that Heisenberg is none other than Hank's brother-in-law, Walt, who actually spends time later this season carting Hank around as he steps up his investigation. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? So uh, it may, so he's actually going to be chauffeuring him around as he's investigating Walt. Right? And it makes for some tense but funny scenes. And these are some of the best did scenes. I not, did I the, not say this, like, maybe a couple episodes ago, that it's not the lab notes were going to fall into his hands? He was going to consult... The only uh, chemist yeah, he knows, maybe, yeah. and the, that chemist was going to be hunting himself down. Right. Um, that be that would be the perfect scenario for Walt. Right. Right. Um, so he also then tries to backpedal and says he has no idea when or if Hank will ever catch on that Walt is the meth maker. <laughs> um, but he also, again, he said this in another interview that he's you know basically going to have trouble bringing walt down because you know he says walt is always in the past and also in this season despite himself looked after hank in a way he may help him get him out of the whole thing oh that's a lock on my prediction was the fact that 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 hank would actually actively try to get him out but there's the seeds are planted i mean he he gets marie out of breaking the law all the time you're absolutely right and then if you put this together the other interview he did where he said i kind of think that hank sees walt as just getting caught up on all this because Mm -hmm. if you don't know heisenberg if you only know walt yeah you would think that like well of course this guy's got cancer and he was just trying to make some money and Mm -hmm. i could totally see him sweeping this under the rug and he looks the other way when he finds out about walt smoking marijuana right looks the other way when he's giving his kid liquor hank Hank doesn't have that much of a problem with drugs, as far as I can tell. Mm, well, I don't know. I think he's a stereotypical DEA guy. But uh, he also, know. at the very last thing, he said, Hank continues to be the guy that ends up morally in the right. And I will say that hmm. he's probably the most blameless character. I mean, right? Yeah. Other than smoking yeah. Cuban cigars, I mean, he is fought against all of the main villains he has mm-hmm. been the kind of guardian angel he's the sh- shed the most blood and been relatively innocent i mean sure. walt brought his he paralysis beat the shit out of jesse <laughs> yeah although that was it was provoked right and you know jesse got out of jail <laughs> by doing that because yeah. that, the whole reason he beat him up is because he used skyler as a way to get at him use marie to, yeah oh, use marie yeah. to distract him from the rv that he had him cornered in. yeah yeah this is my domicile Absolutely. bitch <laughs> bitch um so that's all the spoilers we got and if we're missing mm-hmm. the boat if there's some dark section on the internet um darker than like b and reddit darker than reddit yeah, yeah man um i would like to know about it so we can get more plugged into spoilers i kind of don't want to get spoiled but you know i'll do it for you the listener yeah it's it's all about the listeners right so, anything else? No, that's all I've got, man. All right. Well, for God's sakes, good night. Let's edit this thing and get it uploaded. Right? All right. See you guys next week. Yep. Bye.